Welcome to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. I'm Stephen. And today we find ourselves in Hebrews chapter 12. It's probably what is considered to be one of the most famous passages oh, in the yeah. book of Hebrews. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hebrews 1 and 2, especially. Hebrews um, 12, 1 and 2, yeah. What did I say? 1 and 2? Yeah, like chapters chapter 1 and 2. two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> chapter, chapter 12. Yeah, verses 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you read those? Yeah, it says, Therefore, since we... Also have such a large cloud of witnesses, again, talking From back 11. in verse chapter 11, um, surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so in- easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that laid before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I mm-hmm. uh, love these verses for a few different reasons. One, it you know it's on the backdrop of chapter eleven, so he's saying like, man, because of all of this, like there should be no 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 question at this point about right. our faith, right? Right, right. Because of that, now let us essentially pursue holiness first. Keep your eyes on Jesus in order to do that, and then two, man, listen to how Jesus deals with the effects of sin. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, in our culture, Stephen, especially, we're we're very guilt innocence minded people, yeah. right? Uh, you do bad, there's a consequence for that bad. You need something to mm-hmm. make you innocent, right? Um, but you know, the author of Hebrews addresses another aspect of sin or a fruit of sin, mm-hmm. and that's the idea of shame. That Jesus not only deals with our guilt, but he also deals with our shame. And it says that in verse 2 when he says, uh, he endured the cross, despised the shame, and mm. sat down at the right hand of God uh, with all honor, right? And that's yeah. the idea there. So he exchanges not only our our guilt for innocence, but he also exchanges our shame for well, honor. And, and, and there's a couple ways we can look at that, right? Because the cross, when we look at the cross, like we, we put it on our jewelry, yeah, on sure. cups, on walls. We, we think of it as an emblem of our faith. Right. But especially in Jesus' it's, day. It's a docile thing, right? It's, yeah. yeah. In Jesus' day, it was is, is a torture mechanism. Yeah. For, of the most shameful of manner. Of the most shameful manner, where you would be stripped down to nothing and lifted up publicly to die where everybody can see you. People threw things at you. Yeah. They cursed as, you, as, mocked as a, you. a common criminal or traitor or worse, right? Yeah. Uh, and Jesus endured all that. Um so that we can know God. Mm. Uh, but also, there's this other sense that I think you were talking about that sin brings about shame. Yeah. And on the cross, Jesus not only endured the shame of the cross, but he endured the shame of our sin being yeah. placed upon him. That's right. And and the thing that is so mind-blowing to me is it starts with, for the joy that was that lay before him, he did that. For the joy of calling a people. Yeah. For the joy of redeeming a people. Yeah. For the joy of obedience to the Father. That's right. So the perfect holy man <laughs> to ever have lived, right? Mm-hmm. It was his great joy to be stripped down, mocked, beaten, and crucified. Yeah. To take on the shame and sin of the world. And, of course, he, he talks about this in verse 3 as our example. Yeah. He says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, so that you won't grow weary and give up in struggling against sin. Uh, for you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. <laughs> yeah. So there's this idea of 
see how Christ endured yeah. for the joy set before him. You too endure in fighting your sin for the joy before you. Yeah, something that John Piper said that struck me a long time ago was uh, obedience brings joy. It's just like a simple line, right? Mm-hmm. When we look at Christ, we see that his obedience, so the Father's plan, um, and brought immense joy not only to himself because he's seated at the right hand, right, and on the in the on, th- on the throne, but also it has resulted in the joy of people. Mm. Um, that man, we can in our obedience to Christ and following His example experience the same joy. In John fifteen, you know, Jesus says that when we keep His commands, that His joy will be given to us and uh, will complete us. You know, and and we see this now teased out in application in verse 14. So if that's the foundation, I think 14 gives us our running, our marching orders, right? So like lay aside your sins, right? Mm-hmm. Kill sin. But then verse 14, he says, pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. So, you know, Stephen, what do you think the effect of a Christian pursuing peace and holiness has on the world around them? Well, I think sin puts us at odds with everybody. Sin, sin put sin mm-hmm. puts us at odds with everybody. Uh-huh. So sin puts us at odds with God. Uh, sin will put you at odds with your your coworkers, your friends. Sin will put you at odds with your spouse, with your children. Sin puts us at odds with everyone. So one of the fruits of fighting sin is that. Instead of becoming a peace breaker, you become a, a peace maker. Maker, yeah. And so, pursuing holiness, fighting against sin, promotes peace. Yeah. And so, I think that's I think that's just a huge truth that yeah. a a a God centered people, the people who are pursuing Christ, should be a people who who have peace. Yeah, I would also add uh, to what you said, Stephen. I think it also. Sin helps us to lurk in shadows, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if we're in the world and, like, John 1 says, the, you know, is, is darkness, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> apart from the light, uh, no one can see the light if we are just like them. Yeah. And so peace and holiness is like bring is like turning on a flashlight in a very dark place. Mm-hmm. And, and the author of Hebrews saying, man, without peace and holiness, dear Christian... No one in the world will see God uh, mm-hmm. because they see the work of God at, in you, right? Yeah. Uh, amongst themselves. So I think those are some some things that to, we need to consider, man, that the peace and holiness reveal Jesus to the lost. Yeah, I, I heard one thing, This and this might add to the pursuing of holiness for the sake of peace based on what Jesus had done. And that verse one and two, he says, "Lay high, lay aside every hindrance and sin." Mm-hmm. There are some things that we do that are just straight up sinful. Yeah, right? and he's like, "Yeah, get rid of those." Yeah, but there are other things. I think other versions, like the ESV, calls calls it a weight. Mm-hmm. So we have hindrances and weights in our life, and so they might not, in and of themselves, be sinful, but they keep you from Christ. So, yeah, and in a sense, they're sinful in a way. Yeah, but they're not by nature. Uh, breaking the law of God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. You know, as pastors, and I'm sure you've gotten this too. <laughs> I know I have. I get. I'm almost like asked 21 questions on: Is this a sin or is that a sin? No, man, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. 
And, uh, you know, I think, I think it might've been John Piper, but he, he made the, he quipped this line once says, does it help you run? Like mm. as the response that the question isn't, is this sin? Is that sin? The, the question is, does this help you run towards Christ? Yeah. And, and I think that's the idea you're, you're promoting as well. It's yeah. like, where are we running and what is on us or in us? And is, is it helping us do to they, run? Do they still make those weights for running? Oh, yeah. You strap weights on your ankles and uh-huh. weights on your arms. And vests. And vests. And yeah. I, I guess it's like a rucksack. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, if you want to run as fast and hard as you can, you got to take the rucksack off. <laughs> that's right. Um, but, but, you know, your rucksack's going to weigh you down. Right. And uh, eventually it'll take you down. Right, that's right. Um, I, I can testify. Yeah. Well, it just makes sense. You strap 60 pounds to your back or more. I think you had more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's 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 going to get you. It'll get you. So. It'll get you. All right, and well, so he says, strengthen your tired hands and your weakened knees. Make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but healed and said. Like, man, strengthen yourself. Yeah. Let, lay aside these weights, run after Jesus, pursue peace and holiness, and the world mm-hmm. will will begin to see our God. And and boy, what are the what are the implications for that? You know, yeah, for we, sure. We use our imagination there, but so that's the breathe in. Mm-hmm. You want to breathe out in Let's prayer? Let's do it, Heavenly Father. We thank you for Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Lord, we we look to him as our savior, but also as our example to to fight sin and to pursue peace and holiness. Help us, O Lord, to lay aside every sin that would entangle us. Help us, O Lord, to lay aside every weight or hindrance that would slow us down from running hard after you. Help us, O Lord, to receive your discipline and 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 to and to live this life and to run this race that you've set before us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In Podcast. We'll catch you next time with Hebrews 13.